It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And welcome to the official Superhero Slate review of Morbius. Yes. Now in theaters. That's right. You don't have to watch the same Morbius trailer again over and over and over. It's finally out in theaters. I'm sure they've cut a new trailer now. That tells you you can actually go see it. So at least now the trailers that exist are slightly different. Mm-hmm. But the movie is finally out. I think we both reluctantly went to go see it. Uh, yes. I had, this is like uh, one of the few movies I've not pre-ordered my tickets for. I just <laughs> opened up the app. I'm like, yep, there's seats. Yeah. Let's go. I was surprised. You told me the other day, you're just like, oh, yeah, I hadn't gotten my tickets yet. And like, even if it's like a movie that like we're not really looking forward to, you know, you still get your tickets ahead of time. Yeah, there was memes early in the week, right, of, like, theaters being pretty empty. I was keeping track of my online kind of uh, uh, ticketing um, theater throughout the week, and I was like, okay, well, there's not a lot of tick, there's not a lot of seats sold yet, you know, no one's sitting next to me right now, that's pretty nice, Uh, but it is early in the week, and I went on a Saturday afternoon, right, so a Saturday afternoon, I feel like that type of moviegoer is kind of like last-minute ticket buying, but even when I went to the theater yesterday, I would say pretty sparse for an opening weekend superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, this is all anecdotal, of course. I have no evidence to back this up. But I feel like David Harbour's Hellboy might have had more people in that theater. Um, <laughs> so I don't know I, what that has to say. I don't remember, uh, to be completely honest. I would say uh, it's probably on par with fan four stick uh from 2015 in terms of maybe audience for me okay um i went i went literally at 12 40 in the afternoon i got done playing uh my morning saturday morning video games uh and went right to the theater i was like whatever's available i'm just gonna walk in there and um i walked in and i i chose the one i guess the 12 40 showing like i looked at the capacity it's like 41 seats um in this one theater room because it's like the recliners with the spaces Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this might be full. I think there might have been 20 people in there. Um, no one, like the parking lot was full. I'm like, oh, maybe a lot of people watching, but like a lot of people like kids. And is there like a kids movie that came out this weekend? Was that like um, the the animals that are like normally villains are like becoming? Oh, that's a good. Qu- oh, bad guys. No, I think bad, bad guys. guys. I think that comes out later. No, I'm not sure what came out this weekend. I think ambulance. Yeah also came out but that would not be kids programming <laughs> no and i was like i don't think these kids are seeing it uh the bad guys it's actually showing i can buy tickets uh no they're 21st i lied <laughs> i'm like why can't i buy tickets for today it's not today it's the 21st so yeah i don't know what was going on with the kids but like there was a lot of kids there um i i, I don't normally go to the movie theater literally across the street from where i live it's a cinemark um they don't have the imax you know the theater screens so I usually don't go, but I was like, I can probably do the one across the street for this movie. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think all of this kind of like anecdotal evidence uh, just kind of goes to show you uh, the appetite for like an unknown hero from like a Sony Spider-Man kind of universe, mm-hmm. right? 
Venom is a totally different story. Venom is a was a very very recognizable character. Yes. Uh, he had technically already been on screen in Spider-Man Three before he got his own movie, and uh, the fans were looking for kind of more of a oh, I would Vin- say of a normal interpretation. Venom right? Venom is a cultural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. I mean, like regardless, you could throw out. They can reboot Venom next year, and people are like, yeah, I'll watch it, uh, kind mm. of thing. It may not be good. It could, it could be great. It doesn't matter. But, like, you can literally go into any store for the past 20, 30 years and buy a black suit, um, Spider-Man or Venom hoodie or jacket or, you know, something with that logo on it, right? Um, mm-hmm. it, 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 it tracks a certain crowd. I, I would say probably close to, like, the Punisher crowd, right? The, the anti-hero <laughs> yeah. crowd. Um, more and honestly, they had Tom Hardy, right? Huge actor. Uh, uh, whether you like the movies or not, um, Tom Hardy is a big name actor. Um, but uh, Jared Leto, the most recent winner of a Razzie Award last weekend, uh, I don't think he's the draw that they were expecting him to possibly be. Like maybe as an actor, they were like maybe leaning into his uh stardom. You know, I mean, he's been in, he was in American Psycho, he's been in Fight Club, he's this lead singer of a band. Um, he was in what House of Gucci, which I think is what he wore, won his award for last year. Uh, I just don't think he's the draw people, um, maybe the executives or even himself uh, think, yeah. thinks he is. Yeah, and also like the character in general. I was thinking about it. Uh, I wouldn't say there's a whole lot of iconic Spider-Man storylines that feature Morbius. There's a lot mm-hmm. of other villains in his um, in his history repertoire. That, yeah, that are drawing kind of bigger storylines. And I personally only knew Morbius from the 90s animated cartoon show. So I don't even know if there's kids that are watching newer versions of Spider-Man that are connecting with Morbius in any oh. way. But that is the only connection that I had to the character. So I, I I consider myself lucky that I knew who he was. So I think sometimes I'm kind of going, oh, yeah, people really don't know who Morbius is at all. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's funny, you've been watching the Underworld Vampire movies, um, Mm -hmm. and this happens to be, I would say, vampire-adjacent, if I'm going to be completely (laughs) honest, uh, film. Um, But, like, you know, that I think that vampire phenomenon, the cultural things of Underworld and Twilight and um, whatever other vampire movies there was for a while there, um, has kind of passed. You know, has kind of faded, and I don't know... um, I don't think they leaned on it too much in this, but I think if they would have done it, you know, in the late 2000s, strike when the iron's hot, they probably would have mm. had a better better luck with it. But uh, you know, it's 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 just doing mediocre right now. And you know, I've got some numbers here. It's projected to do a 41.5 million dollar opening weekend. Um, you know, we we are used to hundreds and of millions of dollar opening weekends, right? We had the Batman and Spider Man, um, and then also Cinema Score. Um, People are giving it a C plus, uh, and Cinema Score is where they literally interview people walking out of the theater um, and ask them what they think. And it's coming out to be about a C plus. Uh, Hellboy was actually brought up um, as a comparison, Mike. So it's funny you brought it in Fan Four Stick. Um, <laughs> so this has actually been the, the lowest comic book movie since Fantastic Four um, of 2015. I think uh, I think it might have tied with Hellboy for C plus. Um, yeah, it, so. it is kind of. Um... It's kind of reassuring to know that a studio can't just drag out any old comic book property and just assume mm-hmm. that it's going to do well. Like, you know, if you're going to do something, you know, like unknown, I would say 
more people know who Morbius is than know who the Eternals were, right? But mm. y- when it comes from like a pedigree of a studio that has, you know, a very familiar uh, family and universe, you can get away with that kind of stuff. So right. it just it just goes to show you that you kind of you got to put in the work at some point in time yeah. to get the audience <laughs> to the theater, right? You you can't slap Marvel even in association with Marvel <laughs> and from the studio that brought you Spider Man. And expected a success, um, mm-hmm. no matter no matter what you do, and uh, I, I think it kind of kind of shows it here. So um, we can go ahead and jump into this spoiler-free review at the top. Uh, spoilers will be after we have, we'll have time codes in the show notes. Um, we, I mean, like I said, I'm like less. I'm about 24 hours out from watching it, Mike. You're probably a little less than me. Um, I'll let you I'll let you kick off because I feel. I know where you're going to land with this, so let's, yeah, see, I feel, let's see where I am. I feel like we might be in a, sim- a similar kinship. So uh, Morbius is not a good movie, right? Uh, but weirdly enough, going into the th- going into the film this weekend, there was a lot of negative press ahead of it, and a lot of people considering this like a garbage dump or the worst movie that they'd ever seen. And I, I weirdly, I don't feel like I fall into that camp because it's just mm-hmm. so. Um, it's just so unimaginative uh, story-wise. There's just nothing compelling there. Uh, so there's just nothing entertaining me at all when I was in in the sea, uh, barring, I would say, the visual effects. I actually think the visual I, effects were really good. <laughs> we, we are like on the same level like through and through yes <laughs> yeah like some of these shots were actually really great uh you know no no spoilers but there is a shot towards the end of the movie where it's, it's just kind of like this big like it almost looks like looks like a splash page of a comic book of like the the protagonist and the antagonist coming at yeah. each other it's like speed ramp there's like bats flying all around i was like oh, yeah. this actually looks really cool um, the uh, the effects of the fighting and some of the the like the visual like streams and artifacts and the echolocation all looks great and I would put all of the praise on the visual effects like coordinator and VFX yeah. team I really don't feel like the the director you know and or writer had much to do with that at all or Avi Arad who always always is <laughs> looking for praise when it comes to the Spider Man universe but yeah I think if you are into like visual effects and just good visuals. I say this movie actually has top-notch visuals. I actually love the way they make the vampires look for the most part. I think they're a little too lenient on them kind of going in and out of the vampire look, almost Mm -hmm. like it feels like a sneeze could make them snap into looking like a vampire. So I think they were a little too loose there. But yeah, overall, visually, I think it's surprisingly fantastic. I, I felt like I was actually looking at something different for once when I was yeah. going to a, um, a superhero movie. But unfortunately, every every other category factoid <laughs> about the movie like falls yeah. flat. You know, it's just the, the, the best thing about the movie was some editor or some producer out there decided to uh, save us and cut this movie down mercilessly to an hour and 48 minutes yeah. which i don't think helped the story because we'll talk about it in spoiler cast uh, there yeah. is some jarring cuts in the film but yeah. i was happy to be out of there after just a little bit it, over 90 minutes you know i i think we're, we're right down the thing i think i would look at this movie um story-wise as a as an e electrocardiogram right you see the little blitz when the heart beats right <laughs> mm-hmm. it's up it's down it's up it's down like you have no idea literally what's going to happen next in this movie it's so unpredictable but at the same time the whole story is very predictable i'm like 
it, it, I, I, it's very hard to explain this, like how, how that feels like, cause you're like, okay, it's, there's one mood and then there's another mood and then there's a scene that you don't know what's mm-hmm. happening. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it in spoilers. It's not going to ruin anything, but there's a scene in a, in a diner and, uh, the, the next thing that happens, I'm like, what, the, what the hell is this? How did this get in here? Um, so there's a lot, I, I, I guarantee there's a lot of this movie on a cutting room floor somewhere, uh, that they, they, like you said, someone merciless, mercifully cut to, to get it, um, down to, to a, a decent size. Um, I will say, uh, as much as I really don't like Jared Leto, uh, in, in movies I watch, I didn't mind him in this one. If I'm going to be completely honest. Um, I, I think he was probably the person who was like the most committed to this film. Uh, in terms of acting. Yeah, uh, but unfortunately, it feels like they don't really give him much to do yes. or somebody's telling him to tone it down. Uh, I, I don't I don't particularly think Jared Leto is a bad actor in any in any ways. I would say it's, you know, pretty good for somebody who is yeah. the front man of a band to transition. Yeah. And I, he's in a, I, I think he's at the very least an Academy well, Award nominee. He, I don't remember uh, if he ended up winning or not for that he, award. Well, I mean, he, he was an actor before he was in the band. I mean, uh, you got, Oh, he uh, was? Yep. Yep. Uh, like American Psychos, like mid nineties. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, uh, Fight, Fight Club. And then, um, Requiem for a Dream is probably the one you're thinking of where people. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, but I, I, he, I, he, yeah, he's not bad. I just, as a personal <laughs> preference, I'm like, yeah, he kind of runs me the long, wrong way. It's like bit. it's like somebody told him play the most boring version of a doctor, and he mm-hmm. did it, and he did it, he did it very, uh, very well. He played a very, he did, he, yeah. he, 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 he completed the assignment, yeah. but the assignment was just very boring. Matt yeah. Smith, on the other hand, I loved him. He was great. He was in it. He was loving it. Yeah. He like he, vi- he this is, is why villains are always more interesting, right? Uh, Matt Smith is is such a a great actor. I I'm going to, I think he did great, but I think we'll talk about it. the writing for that character is even more all over the place than, than anything mm-hmm. else. Um, you know, he, he, uh, the last thing I remember in that, that really sucks was that last Terminator movie where uh, like came back and he was supposed to be the bad guy or whatever, but he's got, he's in the new game of Thrones show coming up. He, he's, he's fine. Uh, for that. Um, yeah, this, this, this movie is suffers from mediocrity uh on so many levels uh mm-hmm. and and like i say like that's the biggest thing i think you could make like i feel like i wish they would have gone for something a little more bold a little more out there even uh but it, but it leans into like you said someone said be safe play it safer uh and that that, that gives it the, the sticker of mediocrity but by god um i i do love the effects on this uh i will say there's some questionable cg and we'll talk about it at time at a couple moments but overall um whoever decided what the visual effects were going to be for um the 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 movie and the abilities really uh really elevates this movie kind of just right like i said c plus from went from a c to a c plus on that alone like they, they pulled it out so um kudos to them I don't know what else to say about without spoiling it. If I'm going to be completely honest, I think let's we should just, probably yeah, jump let's into just it because jump into it. At this point, uh, you if you're listening to this, you probably made your mind if you're going to watch it or not. Um, yeah, so, they probably don't care. They want to hear yeah. about the parts of the movie they didn't bother to go watch. Yeah, so uh, we'll we'll jump right in. Uh, I will say, uh, I agree with you. Um, the effect, the ability for them to turn into their vampire mode back and forth is like. Just wait, like like you said, um, they could stub their toe, and next thing you know, oh they're in full God. vampire mode. Let, let's let let's talk about this right off the top. It makes no sense. I never quite got a handle on 
what makes them turn into a vampire what mm-hmm. doesn't is it the craving for blood or is it when they only drink the red blood oh so <coughs> if he drinks the blue blood he gets to stay looking like a human but he still has superpowers so what exactly does turning into a vampire add mm-hmm. it, i guess it just makes you more beastly it, but then it, sometimes he would just turn into it just on a whim when he got angry yeah. so there was absolutely no rules laid down in the movie what no. does and doesn't make and, you look like a vampire well it's the same with like matt smith like he was like he he's like he literally reminds me of the villain from the mask in this movie like he's they even like <laughs> when they give him his vampire effect because he, he's got like such a big like jawline like he, he feels uh, like the the, the villain yeah, no, in the mask i never thought about that but that's a great that's a very apt description yeah. but like he, like when he's in a good mood he's in he's in the vampire mode when he's in the bad mood he's in vampire mode he just got like you said it goes back and forth at a win but i will say his va- his facial effects um were probably the worst CG in this. I think like there are times like maybe when he's walking down the train station and it's going really slow and then uh, Morbius learns to fly in the train station. Like he, he literally, it just, it just took me out of it. I'm like, Oh, they're just pasting CG face All on right. the, And and speaking about rules in general, I'm glad you brought it up. So if this was a good movie, right? If I was just having a great time, I would have let the flying like go. I would have let it slip and go, okay, this is just like a superhero world movie. I'll let this little tidbit go just so we can have some fun. But the whole flying aspect invalidates kind of like the scientific background of kind of this character and also just kind of like the MC the MCU world adjacent at wide like when Spider-Man mutates from a spider it makes sense that his muscles would get better like the genetics would alter mm-hmm. his like skin so he could like attach the walls and he would kind of get that extra sensory ability I-, I totally get that right but like you cannot invalidate the laws of thermodynamics just because you can see the air currents uh michael morbius does not mean you can fly you are literally too heavy so that just kind of bugged me. His because bone, like you, <laughs> did they, didn't he talk about bat bones being light and that's why they can fly earlier on in the Because there's like but this I'm, whole, like every scene is so disjointed from the next one. It opens with the, him like cutting his hand, right? And like summoning mm-hmm. the vampire bats. But what the fuck was that for? I, why, just, why did he do that? Was it to capture the bats I, was, to take yeah, them back? Was, or what? It was just to capture the to the the bats and to me it just seems like a way that like they just wanted to start the movie out uh like sprinting so we can get to something interesting yeah. because boy is it bizarre when they go back to when he's a child and like okay mm. I, I i will admit and i get it i don't know what it's like to be um to be uh differently abled uh with like crutches you know growing up in like uh, a hospital right so i suppose there's a very specific uh point of view that could exist in a world about this but it seems like so ham-fisted to have children pointing up at a window going like ha 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 look at those freaks i can't wait till they're down here on the sidewalk so i can beat them up i was like okay like I know this movie has been chopped to pieces, right? And I don't want to be in it any longer than I have to. But like, you can't just have like mercilessly merciless bullies without like a little bit of background of why they're picking well, on these cripples. Like and, that's so mean. <laughs> and honestly, this affected them 20, 30 years ago or whatever. Like, why not have it in the modern day? Like, not a single modern shot showed them how bad they had it. Like, my uh, Matt Smith's character had um, they call him Milo, but his real name's Lucian, which I don't fucking understand that either yeah um 
literally has apparently all the money in the world, right? Like they don't really set that up early on. Um, but he has all the money in the world. He's got a very um, cush life, other than the fact he's dying. Literally has no reason to take it out on anybody else, like at all. Like they don't, like they don't show it in the modern. Like you made you made kids made fun of you when little, but nothing, nothing new. Like Michael Morbius is a world, a Nobel Prize denier or, or um, uh, you <laughs> yeah, know, rejector. That, that drove me crazy because I mean. What an what a very important and critical character moment to give your main character of he's so honest and he's so determined that he will turn down one of the most prestigious prizes in the world, you know, because he feels like he did not quite, you know, reach the goals that he wanted, but they cut away from it, right? And then yeah. they just reveal it on like a like they, a newspaper. They didn't show screen. us. They they told us. Yeah, uh, and it was his, like his I friend. Feel like... <laughs> well, the girl was like you should have taken it. We'll have more funding. Like, yeah, you idiot kind of thing. I'm like, yeah. yeah. And then I, then I had to kind of put it together after I left the movie theater. I was like, wait, what did he, what did he fail? Like he, he made like artificial blood. That's like amazing. So I guess the artificial blood was a side effect of him trying to cure himself. Right. So he's like upset that he didn't cure his disease, but in turn, he probably saved millions, mm-hmm. if not billions of people on the planet by yeah. making artificial blood. <laughs> like the yeah. artificial blood is the most interesting thing about the entire movie. I right. thought there was going to be something there where like somebody tries to like poison his artificial blood supply or something like that. Or it's like, or like well, the fake blood is turning people into vampires. Like there's so what? many things they could have done with that. There's a lot of opportunity here for this movie. Like, okay, I'm going to cure myself and I'm going to cure, you know, Milo or, you know, whatever, you know, what they're going to call We'll call him Milo because they did the whole movie. Um, and he didn't. He's like, I just made something that's going to kill everybody instead um, because uh, I told these gangsters to leave their money copying supplies here because I'm going to turn their money laundering oh lab into an actual science lab. <laughs> you can't just do that. And that drove me crazy <laughs> because throughout the whole movie, like, right, like the FBI, like Tyrese Gibson is like yeah. kind of hunting people down. He is but like the most really. incompetent. The, like the, the two <laughs> most incompetent people in this are the two police officers. Oh my God. What do you mean, Chris? You, are you telling me that if you go shake the litter box in oh your my house God. right oh. now, the cats won't come calling? As an owner of <laughs> three cats uh he, he's shaking the litter box he's like here kitty kitty okay that's stupid and he's like cat's gone i'm like that do you know how cats work like look under the bed maybe man like, they, like yeah that cat does not want to be seen <laughs> oh my gosh uh yeah but it was just like that lab like had like caution tape over it at some point in time and his like his love interest, whatever her name was, Martine. the Bancroft, the Bancroft chick, like yeah. she was coming and going through that lab. Anybody seems like could walk into this top secret lab and there was no right. security. So why did he need to go to this like he- fake printing, <laughs> like underground printing press where we don't even get the cheesy line from the trailer, right? Yeah. Where he says, I'm Venom. Like, oh no, I'm, actually I'm your friendly neighborhood, Michael Morbius, which is uh, an awful line, right? Well, let's but, just like, say none, none, of the 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 tra- none of the trailer was in, none of the trailers were in this okay let's, yeah i know you're I gonna be upset about that we'll talk about that here in a yeah. little bit but like you're correct also he turned on his little bat wind tunnel um did was did no one ever turn it off so they could rest like did like, <laughs> every, like he it was off and he's like i've got these bats in here and they're very dangerous and i can walk among them with the bats and then it's just on every time someone's in there i'm like did, did they just make that effect and want to u- keep utilizing it over and over again um and then, fucking, 
his his the childhood doctor for both of these guys. Uh, he didn't get his park bench scene from the trailer, right, where he talks about Michael. Um, literally got, like, a couple lines in this this whole movie, and then they kill him, and we're supposed to care uh, that, that he's dead. And and literally, two seconds later, what happened, Mike? Uh, uh, the other person in the, the movie. The other person died. Yeah, it was, like, the same scene. I was like, I'm watching the same scene again, and I, I don't know, like, if they're trying to allude to the fact that, like, like, you know, maybe uh, uh, Morbius, like, bit, you know, Jared Harris, right? And yeah. then he's going to come back as a vampire or something like that. But, like, no, no, he, wow, he did I not care. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, Bancroft is back from the dead? Who gives a shit? So, so what are the rules of being a vampire? Does does he, like, does he have the regular vampire abilities to pass them along? Or does she have to be injected with the serum? Like, what, what yeah, are, I mean... Like, this what is are the vampire can, rules of this. Yeah, we we will talk uh, <laughs> we'll we'll talk about Underworld a little bit when we uh, do our normal uh, weekly news episode because I finally finished watching all those movies. But at least in the Underworld movies, right? They painfully go over lore and, and how things mm-hmm. work, right? Uh, yeah, in this movie, it's just like uh, I guess if you, a vampire bites you but doesn't drain your blood, you become mm-hmm. a vampire. But uh, who who knows, Chris? Who even <sighs> knows? It's all about throwing racquetballs with their shirts off. That's all I know. That, that, that is very true. Uh, you get you get the... Um, it's like that scene from uh, the Aquaman. In this, I felt like when he was on the boat, like killing people in the submarine kind of thing. And uh, then we get our shirtless Dr. Morbius. Um, oh, my God. Right okay, let's, let, let's talk about the scene where he becomes... <laughs> Uh, the living vampire, right? Yep. What a bizarre transformation scene from a cinematic point of view, right? So um, Bancroft goes into that room, bends his spine over, right? You know, counts yeah. down the vertebrae and puts that big needle in. I was like, okay, it's making me wince. This is an effective moment for knowing how what brutal of a change he's going through. But I almost thought that was just a sedation, right? Like mm-hmm. usually in most of these movies when you see like, you know, a character getting injected with some sort of serum, right? There's like extra sciencey bits around them or there's like shack, like super, like there's like, oh. um, there's like super shackles around them or something. And then you see like the, the medicine like slowly go in, but like, no, he just gets the shot in the back and then everybody's really chill and just vibing out. She like straps him on the bed and then it cuts to her just like, I don't know, online shop like at a computer yeah. like just browsing through amazon and then all of a sudden he's gone like wouldn't you expect like some sort of like bigger Look, like visual indicator that well, he is going through a transformation I, you just I, see I, him hanging from the roof from the ceiling like yeah. that's all you see that's all you get well they saw the rat die and then come back to life right like mm-hmm. didn't like i figured they were gonna make it dramatic where like he has to die yeah to and she reborn. would be like she would be like on him like monitoring yeah. his vitals like making sure yeah. he's still there like you know maybe doing like a stopwatch of seeing how long the, this, he's dead for <laughs> they, they did this scene in the incredible hulk right whenever they're like doctor uh well uh, the the leader's giving him the like taking the hulk away from Edward Norton, remember? Like, mm-hmm. they strap him down with the super shackles. We watch the new blood go in. We watch him transform between the Hulk and Edward Norton back and yeah. forth on the table. Like, it's, or, it's been done and been effective, and you can literally duplicate and that's fine. Or lean into your horror a little bit more. Like, we know the plot of the movie, right? Like, we know he's going to become a vampire dude. We've seen the trailers. Like, mm-hmm. we, we, we know. Lean into the horror portion where, like, it's not just, yep, that's Jared Leto on the ceiling. Oh, now he's on the floor. And now he's tackling yeah. the one dude. Uh, yeah, it was just so strange. It was like zero anticipation, which is like a very mm-hmm. fundamental like 
uh, like cinema tool, right? No. Uh, yeah, he just becomes a vampire right away, and then it leads into probably the most ludicrous part of the movie of when Bancroft falls, hits her head, and then she's in a coma for like a day. Yeah. Like I leaned over to my wife when they showed her in the hospital, kind of in like the next scene, when she's like, she's got like a like a respirator down her fucking throat, right? She is like all like bedridden, looked like she just fell from a skyscraper, right? I leaned over to my wife and I was like, she just hit the back of her head, mm-hmm. right? And I know you might be thinking, well, that could actually be very dangerous. And I agree with you, but in kind of like this kind of a fictional world like in movie cinema right like hitting the back of your head is like nothing right you know people it depends it depends on the movie yeah it depends (laughs) on the movie like if you're watching like gone girl or something like that right and somebody hits like the back of your head you're just like oh that's that's serious this is like a superhero movie hitting the back of your head is like par for the course for every character right like i don't it's just so wild that she ended up in the hospital from that right well i i think in the hospital would find but they could have literally leave left that out uh, and and gone to the part where she's just eating the bad jello, and she's like, yeah, "Oh my leave. god, these two FBI agents will abandon a line of questioning the second <laughs> that they get any pushback. The second anybody gives them any sass or doesn't answer their questions, they're just like, all right, well, we'll leave.' It's like you yeah. are the worst detectives yeah. on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was it? What, what do you? Uh, what do you know about Doctor Michael Morbius? Nothing. Nothing. Okay, here's my card. I'll see you later. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and and oh my god, it's just so it's so awful. Um, The uh, again, I I will applaud the trailers for hiding Matt Smith as the villain. They never showed him once before this, right? Like as yeah, I uh, actually I didn't I didn't really quite realize that until I I was like, oh, I he's in this movie. I don't remember. Yeah, he I guess was it walking, was in the trailer, but then he, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> they, they took the shot from him walking down the um, – right where Morbius was learning to fly with his regular face on, not the not the vampire face. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so very fun. Like, I think I think Matt Smith was chewing the scenery up like, like nothing mm-hmm. else as a villain, even though he is literally a palette swap version of Morbius. Yeah, uh, that's, what I, that's what I was about to say. Like what a, what a classic uh, superhero origin trope, right, of just yeah. doing the exact same character. Mm-hmm. It would have been way cooler if he took two extra doses, right, of the serum. Like maybe at mm-hmm. the very end, if you want to amp up the final fight, you know, he has one more injects in him and he becomes like kind of like a – like some sort of like horrific big vampire, right? Maybe right. he grows his own wings and stuff. They did that in Underworld too, actually, and yeah, it was yeah. very effective. So yeah. they could do something like that. Well, that's, and that's like, an incredible oh, Hulk thing, right? Like they give uh, Blonsky a double dose of uh, the Hulk stuff and yeah. turns him into the abomination. But it would have been great because we know they had a good visual effects team yes. on their side, and they probably could have really pulled that off and looked cool. So, but mm-hmm. no, they just decided, and that's the thing too, right? When it, when you show that like Matt Smith is basically the exact same as Jared Leto, they took like the, they had the same illness. They took the same serum. The only mm-hmm. difference is like Matt Smith is like drinking more red blood, but they never really describe or let the us know exactly what the blood is doing. So I just kept thinking like, why does Jared Leto need this 
fancy like serum to kill him right like as far as we know they're pretty evenly matched right you know it's not like he's having a lot of trouble finding him you know like really he doesn't even need serum because whether it's a bullet to the head or the serum he just needs him to sit still for a moment and you could have just done that with a gun i'm not like advocating for like morbius with like an ak or something like that but like we need like some sort of visual like reasoning like show a bullet like you know hitting the skin and bouncing off or something right right there's no like are can they regenerate can they be hurt we don't know they didn't give us any inclination because they were the most powerful people here i think jared little got his like shirt swiped at one point right and you're like okay and then that was (laughs) it like okay he's hurt i think what the story needed a little bit more was um uh michael morbius's relationship with bats to come to play a little bit more um, because obviously it opens with the bats. He walks amongst the bats once he gets his powers, and then he uses the bats at the end. Like this, he's truly the Batman, uh, if you will. And um, like you said, that's a great that's a great shot, right? Of millions of bats circling him mm-hmm. in this, you know, um, you know, underground construction thing. And he uses those them to like kind of punch his way, you know, to hold down, um, yeah, Milo. But like. Other than the fact he walked among them, there was like nothing else like to make them feel like he was one of them. Like I think that was like a that's a huge missed opportunity here too. So, oh Michael Morbius, he is a vampire. He has a relationship with bats because he cares about them and they they know this or something. But like that that ending it didn't feel the fact he could just use the bats didn't feel earned right yeah. at the end of the day. Because if Milo if Matt Smith's character could learn how to fight that fast after being literally crutch and cane ridden for you know 30 years like yeah i feel like he'd figured out the bat thing just as quickly and based on whatever rules we don't have in this universe mike yeah um, and i feel like they kind of shackled themselves with this um with this i don't even know if it's a real medical condition or if it's like a amalgamation of a few different like blood diseases mm-hmm. I-, I saw some people's responses and reactions to this online after i got out of the movie i was kind of seeing what the internet's response was and a few people who were on uh specific medications for like blood clotting and stuff like that were all asking like why couldn't jared leto just take this pill that i take every day right mm-hmm. like because i i like the logic of it right of like oh bats have this anticoagulant thing so then i just had to reverse engineer that in my head of like i guess their blood oh. keeps clotting and that's why they need to go through like this dialysis <laughs> or something <laughs> like that but then i guess yeah. that disease already exists but there's a treatment for it it just would have been better if it was just a totally fake disease and then just well, you know sciencey in a way that says like oh there's a special dna like i've only found in bats like i've looked at all these different and for some reason the bat does it right well, but you know well, they, they literally hit the ground sprinting mike they, they they've already cut that part out of it they, like <laughs> bats but like they actually don't say uh, what disease he has. Uh, it's not given a name. It's not given an explanation. That's fine. Um, you know they could do that. Um, I do think it does unfair um, justice to uh, vampire bats because vampire bats don't literally latch onto creatures that large and suck the blood out of them. That is not true. So um, if you think whatever vampire bats were in Morbius are real, you, uh, no, don't. That's well, not, I, and not also. Real they might have covered their bases just a little bit just to play uh uh devil's advocate i didn't catch the name of it but he named the type of bat at the very beginning and i don't think he said vampire bat he said like something something bat it's like a different type of so i don't know if that bat's real 
I don't know if they that, made up. So a this bat. is one of the this is one of the things like I got the article as soon as I was done. I looked up the article like they're like this bat is not real. Like this is not how bats work in this uh, movie. Well, and uh, if it was like a fake bat, it should have been like oh we paid like a team of explorers that had been like looking through South America for like decades <laughs> and they found this one yeah. bat that nobody's ever found before, right? And yeah. like well then yeah. they couldn't have had the bats in the in the tunnels of little literally New York uh, at the end of the movie. Yeah, but I feel like those are those have got to be different bats, right? I Who think so. fucking knows yeah. at this point, man? Like I'm, a I'm just a bat. so confused. Um, Does it look like a bat? Does it flap like a bat? Yeah. So other than that, this movie is pretty just straightforward through and through. What it is, uh, they did fool us. They did give us trailers. Uh, literally, the last trailer we saw, Mike, was a lot more Michael Keaton. And oh um, how much Michael Keaton did you get during the runtime of this uh, movie, Mike? Technically None. zero, because he exactly. only shows up in the post credit scene. Yeah, let's just well, let's just talk about God. I can't even mute my burps when I'm talking about this type of movie. Uh, yeah, let's just talk. What about what the most ham fisted post credit scene I've so, ever seen in my entire life? Both of them, <laughs> both of them, which are just one scene together. Like they should have mm. been together, but they split them up. So it literally picks up with the end of. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. The sky is cracked open, and somehow the only person to make it into the Spider-Man universe is Adrian Toomes, Michael Keaton himself, in a prison in New York. He does not exist in this universe, and he is let free. And all the, the, the trailers we saw with him in the orange jumpsuit and him getting in the car, there he goes. Okay, so then we go through what looks like Windows Media Visualizer effect. Remember the <laughs> Windows Media Player Visualizer effect for the end credit yeah. scene? Um to, for the end, because obviously this M stands for Morbius. Uh, then we get Dr. Michael Morbius driving a fast car in the outskirts of what some sort of desert-looking city uh, look like. Yeah, I don't, and I'm then not the entirely next, sure. And I'm like, oh, someone's coming up. Maybe he's going to fight somebody, or maybe he was going to... I thought he was going to meet Martine again, right? I thought they were going to meet up on the outskirts of the city um, to team up. No, it's literally... Um, as a fully CGI'd vulture in the costume with the worst voiceover I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Uh, and I'm how, pretty sure that's not Michael Keaton. But Also, like, how long did it take Michael Keaton in this universe to build a whole nother so, vulture suit? I thought that, that tech originated from alien tech, so right? And that's let, why he was able to build it. Let me allow you to explain something that may be an <laughs> Easter egg here. Okay. Uh, at the end of Amazing Spider-Man 2, in the basement, there's a man in black walking past all of this Sinister Six outfits, right? With oh, nobody yeah, else. I remember that, yeah. This suit is not the same from the MCU. It actually lines up with the one from Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, um, visually it does? Visually, yeah, because he's got, he doesn't have the, the whirly um, propellers. He actually has jetpacks in his wings, mm-hmm. uh, if you notice it. So, but the, the, the... we know Venom exists in this. This leans into my theory that Morbius and Venom are in Andrew Garfield's universe. And I I don't hate the theory, right? I mean, this could be like a fun way to maybe bring Andrew Garfield back. I don't know why it's bizarre, but okay. I mean, if I try to think about it in comic book terms, there's different versions of Spider-Man on the shelves every Wednesday, right? From different, um, from different universes. I can, I can, my brain can open up and accept it, but it's just so dumb, right? This really, what it feels like, this Michael Keaton situation really feels like lawyers, right? Yeah. I feel like down in my bones, Sony was like, okay, we'll keep this Tom Holland relationship. 
with uh, Marvel Studios going, but you got to yeah. loan us some stuff. You're going to loan us Michael Keaton. You're going to put him in our movies and we'll let this keep going because it just, like like you said, like it doesn't even sound like Michael Keaton behind that CG mask. I mean, yeah. uh, there's like now off-the-shelf software that you at home can download and recreate people's voices yeah. from, right? And of course, if you're slapping a filter over the top of it, right? Like a mask filter, like you're talking through something, covering your basis even more. Yep. Like, yeah, it, he he was these, not there. These scenes are online if anyone wants to just skip the movie and watch them. But like at the same time, it literally at he's like, I think we should team up. I'm like, who the fuck wrote this dialogue? Yeah. Oh my God. Also, more importantly, didn't we reverse... I, I, I guess Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness could maybe go into this a little bit more, but I thought at the end, when they when they completed the adventure in Spider-Man No Way Home, I thought everybody went back to where they were supposed right. to go to, right? They, they've, they've literally not covered that yet, but like that that is why none of this makes sense. Why did only, so far, Adrian Toomes go back to a universe where he didn't exist before? Yeah, because we saw... Eddie Brock show up for like what yep. maybe a week or a couple days and then he went oh, back yeah. so why is the vulture the only one that's sticking around yeah. so I, I honestly don't know um, I don't know how and, much it costs to make this movie I don't know how much money this movie will make at the end of the day and also the whole, whole other thing with the vulture is what makes him okay so now that he's been transported to a new universe I suppose he is a little bit he's a little bit special he's in the news a little bit more than an average person would be right because yep. he's mysterious, nobody know where he, nobody knows where he came from, right? But it, nothing about him makes him special enough for like somebody to reach out to him and theoretically give him a flying suit or something like, or give him like. Yeah. There's nothing about him that would make him extraordinary. He would just be another person trying to scrap together something in this universe. So I don't get why all of a sudden he would be in a suit trying to create like a sinister six. Why Morbius would even care? Like mm -hmm. if. If they're kind of making like this anti-hero universe, like I would, Michael Morbius came out as like a hero that just is almost yeah. kind of like, I would say, wrongly convicted of murder, basically. Like there's no, yeah. almost no reason he should kind of what? be a villain, well, even, really. Even the movie's like, uh, we don't care that he killed a bunch of thugs on a boat, uh, mercenaries. We don't care uh, at all. But the nurse, yeah. <laughs> which that I, I will say... I, I did in my mind I'm like he didn't kill the nurse I guarantee mm -hmm. you Milo did but that was still a pretty cool reveal like I was like oh like we don't know if he's actually going crazy but yeah like he he didn't really kill anybody uh, yeah. along the way um, yeah but let's but I don't know where this is going all we know is the next movie is in fact Craven the Hunter which is currently mm -hmm. filming uh, with um oh what's it he played Quicksilver actually in Age of Ultron the actor. Uh, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Aaron Taylor Johnson in that role, and I've seen the screenshot or like a set photo, and he's got his long hair and whatever. But like, there's no inclination if that's going to be at this. But like, I guarantee you, at the current rate of the Sonyverse, Mike, this will fall right into the middle of Venom and Morbius, <laughs> uh, which yeah. is to say mediocre at best yeah so if let's try to make some predictions let's let's make some oh assumptions let's see where things could possibly go does the performance of this movie do you think it categorically changes or affects the roadmap for in association with marvel moving uh, forward right? sadly not um my i i do think people like because it says in association with marvel, people are trying to say it's, it's marvel a marvel movie this is not a marvel movie through and through we know we know what a Marvel movie is, but 
I I don't think it will. I think you know Sony's going to still try. They're still trying to do that. What was that movie, Madam Web? They've got two casting for Madam Web already. Like, mm-hmm. I I think they're still going to go down the Spider Man road. But I mean, my guess is they can probably only make two or three more losses, like a like um Craven, Venom, and Madam Web. And if none of those succeed, Venom will probably make money. The other two fail. I don't. I think we we might see like a you know. A, put it in a body bag kind of movie franchise. I, I, I think this is, this would go against my better judgment as a, a film goer. Right. But if I was like a producer, right. Tasked with pushing this forward and just maybe even just trying to recoup losses or break even, or at least maybe possibly expand the streaming catalog for Sony that you could just sell to Netflix, you know, mm-hmm. an addition uh, going forward, you know, I guess make the Craven movie, right. Cause you're already yep. in production uh, you still probably have a chance to shelf the Madam the Madam Web movie if you feel like you're really starting to see appetite for this universe drop down. Uh, you get Venom three uh, in production as fast as possible, right? And mm-hmm. then at like the end of Venom three, right? You go ahead and you do all of your post credit scenes to hype people to come back to the theater, and you show Andrew Garfield, right? You bring right. him back for one more movie and you do like this really awful sinister six movie. But since Andrew Garfield is in it and people have these weird rose tinted glasses for those awful, I don't, I don't know how people amazing are, are now, now pretend that they're good movies. I, I, I don't know. It's because it's the, it's the mixture of Andrew Garfield being good, but yeah. in bad movie, people just can't disassociate his charm from how bad the movie uh, was. So yeah. they can shoehorn in who was the, who was the actor that played the rhino again that we barely, saw oh yeah, um, yeah. Um, uh, they God could bring yeah. they could bring him back i was gonna say stanley tucci but it's not stanley no. tucci i always get stanley tucci confused for this other person it, the, he he's in the, fucking he's in, uh, he's in he's in he's in that show billions on in uh, jungle crew he was paul he giamatti was, that's paul what giamatti, it is yeah, yeah. so you already got paul giamatti built into the universe you know you can mm-hmm. get this really bad sinister six movie up and running it'll be a nightmare a trash fest but you can get a spider-man on screen in probably under five years right and you can just cash out on that and people will go to the theaters because you can get that suit on the poster again. And that's probably how you end this franchise. And then I, after it's over, just see if anything's lingering around. Like you could, I'm sure you could probably get a fourth Venom movie out of it. They, and then, they, then probably there's going to be like different contracts expiring. Marvel will be moving into something different. Sony will probably be sold to another corporate conglomerate because they don't have a streaming service and then things will get all shaken up after that. But that would be my guess. At the end of Venom 3, there is a post-credit scene that is alluding to Andrew Garfield returning. So I think you're going to get Madam Web. I think you might get a team-up. However, I think all these anti-heroes means if Spider-Man shows up, because because Morbius isn't bad, I'm going to assume Vulture, he's not bad. He just wanted money. Uh... But Venom. like he has a fa- he loves his family and he's well, just they, like totally well, they, chill about being yeah, but, in a different universe. I was gonna say he he lost though. Yeah, I was, that's something I'm saying. I'm like he he had a wife and kid, right? Like like they're just <laughs> now without him uh, because of this. Uh, but at the same time, like I feel like the, it's gonna be an and if they do a team, he will not fight the Sinister Six. He like it will be Venom, Morbius, uh, Craven, Madam Web, another person, and Spider Man fighting Giamatti. something. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sure. The Rhino, he he was more like a villain fighting literally something bigger. I think that's where we're gonna get to. Like, you know, is it is it like an alien invasion? Is it is it literally a Spider Verse movie where like the there's a there's a character called Morlin, the um 
like the spider hunters who like comes in and like you know drains the blood of spider-man to like take over sure. universes like like that you, is what i think is well. it might work too <laughs> you, you might as well <laughs> yeah that's the best i think that's the best case scenario right like you've got these these anti-heroes who i don't think would fight spider-man um just out of the blue um because like morbius fighting spider-man makes no sense like he's still like they tried to make him a hero at the end of this right like he's not killing he's out here living off blood in the and a nice car in the I don't know. I don't know how this movie ended um, and what the next <laughs> step is. But I do know that they're going to try to, like you said, milk as much as they can out of this because of the popularity of Spider-Man characters. All right. I think that's it. I think I think well, let's call it here. Uh, anything <laughs> else you want to add to this? We have exhausted ourselves of all uh, Morbius. That's right. Uh, I, uh, I'll shout out, special shout out to my wife who knew that this movie was going to be bad going into it and still went mm-hmm. with me, kept me company. So special shout out to her. Uh, luckily, I had two free Cinemark rollover passes from my uh, movie club, so I didn't have to really technically pay any money to go see this movie. So that helped smooth things over. Mm. Uh, the people sitting next to me, uh, I don't know if they were just like on a weird afternoon date seeing Morbius, but they were recliner seats, so they were kind of like cuddling up against each other. So I had a, a, even more room next to me because they were leaning away from me. So overall, decent theater-going experience. Yeah. But yeah, I could not recommend... I can't recommend this movie in good conscience. Yeah, conscious, I, I, right? I mean, it, if you were a visual effects nerd and you kind of really want to uh, pull apart different pieces of it, I'm sure you can s- just wait until it streams and just kind of like jump around. But it, it, there's there's not a whole lot to take away from this film. Yeah, if you have to go to the theaters to get you know to see something, and this is what you got to see, you know, go on a go on a matinee. Don't don't pay a full Thursday Friday night ticket price for this. Like, you can go on. To, uh, what five dollar Tuesdays or like whatever and 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 you know, honestly you'll be out in time. I was out within at home within two hours of leaving my movie theater. So <laughs> yeah, with theater. yeah, no, your your prediction was right. You said with like the movie trailers and the runtime, you know, you would be out in pretty much two hours. And my movie started at four, and I was walking out at six. So yeah. <laughs> you need to time things well. That's how it works. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and then I I still like the again we talked about memes earlier. My favorite meme has been. Uh, I had two Morbius tickets in my car. Someone broke in and left four more. Uh, so <laughs> I feel like that's been uh, the highlight of my week uh, seeing that. So kudos to them. All right, Mike, uh, that's it. Let's let's go on. Let's, where can people find you at? Where can people see what you're up to? Yeah, if they want to follow me, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. Uh, if people know more about our show, we do a regular news episode every week. Where can they find all that at? Oh, all you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the hub. That is the underground uh, fake printing press for $100 bills for Superhero Slate. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to find podcasts. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. Please reach out. Let us know what you thought of Morbius. Are you a, a very strange detractor that loved this movie? I would love to hear from you. Uh, if not, uh, we still love our super fans. And if you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week, folks. That's right. And we will see you, uh, soon on our news episode. Bye. 
Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.